Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 197. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today, talking about video games. Did you know that March 13th was apparently the sixth anniversary for a Tokadol? I was not aware. I only, I only found out because a bunch of people I follow who who are big Tokadol fans in Japan started tweeting a bunch of art and stuff with a hashtag that was, was a Tokadol sixth anniversary. Although, anniversary is kind of a light term you could use because really the game hasn't been supported since I think 2017 was the last real update that the game got. Um, so it hasn't really gotten content <laughs> in the last, you know, almost half decade now. So it's, it's a little hard to say that it's a, it's a, it's a live game, uh, but you can still go play it in arcades. The servers are still supported, things like that. So I guess technically it was the sixth anniversary. So congratulations to Tokadol. Uh, I, I love you very much. Kiss, kiss. I hope you live on in solid program. <laughs> I don't know why I kissed, but yeah. Um, they actually, so speaking of living on, they actually announced a, or I think it's actually out at this point, um, a, a Bamani VR rhythm game. I think it's called like Beat Arena. Uh, I believe it came out earlier this, or last week. And and it basically looks like a, a VR game that kind of replicates various types of Bimani style inputs and things like that. I, I, I don't know enough about Bimani or anything like that to say for sure, but a lot of like how the, the notes were like traveling towards the player looked very similar, and there's different instruments you could use, and the note how the note pattern works seemed to change per instrument. I don't know if that lines up specifically with stuff that happens on like an actual arcade machine, but a lot of them looked similar to me. So I'm, I'm curious what that, that uh, if we'll see like a Tokadol music in there. I mean, it's not super surprising. You can find a Tokadol music in like Poppin' Music, um, Reflect Beat, things like that. So so I would not be surprised if it shows up in there. Uh, unfortunately, I'm just not a huge fan of traditional rhythm games for the most part. I, I'm mostly interested in ones that have like a gimmick to it, which is probably why I'm interested in games like a Tokadol and, and Aikatsu, which have a fashion element to their rhythm. In the case of a Tokadol, an RPG element, even more so on top of that. Um, or or story-based rhythm games like Rhythm Thief, Space Channel 5, things like that. Um, so I don't think I'll play Beat Arena, even if I get a VR headset at some point. But, you know, good luck. A Tokadol music showing up in there. We'll see what happens. I did play a little bit more Solomon Program the last uh, a week, but I don't really feel like I have anything new to say about it. Uh, I think they're having some issues with pushing out some, not really update, but like a free pack of items you could get. And I and I think there were some people who couldn't get that free pack of items if they like set up their save file in a particular way. Um, so they did send out like twenty dollars worth of free credits. I was like, oh, cool. So I pulled for uh, for more, uh, <laughs> uh, not not new dolls because I have all the dolls, but just for duplicate ones so I could combine them and make the cards rare and things like that. So so I did do that. But honestly, though, like that game is kind of more or less the same thing right now. Like I don't really know if there's any more I can say about it other than maybe just putting out like a final casual review to be like, hey, this is what the game was at launch. Here you go, and then. Maybe we'll talk about it again in the future if there's any kind of big update that ever happens. So they are doing the thing that they did with a, a Rekka. I don't know if I talked about this already. They, they're doing the thing they did with the Rekka battle where they have like a web show that's going on with it. And there's like two two people dressed up in costumes as two of the main uh, characters. So so they like sit there and just like talk to each other and, and you know, doing a little show kind of thing. It's, it, it's I always find that really charming because it is, it is kind of like weirdly over the top, but also... Like, I like how kind of cheapish the the costumes look. They don't look 
like way too fancy. <laughs> they they kind of look like somebody put them together with like styrofoam and things like that. And but it looks good enough that like it, it conveys what it's trying to do. So I, so I kind of appreciate that. <laughs> um, but it looks like they might have made it made them in house or something. But but yeah. So I I don't know. I I enjoy those those kind of things. But you know. You, you, there's a ton of those kind of shows out there for a variety of games. It's just a matter of, you know, if you're interested in the actual source material, right? So, so yeah. Other than that, though, I, I mainly been playing uh, Bowser's Fury. If you saw on the stream last week, I went ahead and finished it up and beat it. Um, it, it takes 60 of the shines or stars to, to beat the game, and there's only 100 total in the game. So, so it, if you get to complete over half the game to to even you know finish it essentially so i decided this weekend to go ahead and kind of wrap it up it took me about five hours in total when you you know start to finish and and i feel like a, a chunk of that time i was me just kind of fumbling about and things like that so I, I i feel like you really could probably finish that in like three to four hours if you really were were dead set on it and and were really focused um i i, I don't know if i came off as negative on the stream about bowser's fury um i think the big thing is that i really wanted bowser jr to be more i talked about it on the podcast last week and and bowser jr just didn't really meet what i was was hoping for out of him after i saw how how you could control him and things like that um but but i i will say it is it is well made it's also very i don't know if distinct is the right word but it's, it's made up of a lot of different elements of different 3d mario games that kind of make it its own weird thing uh but i don't know if there's anything particularly new in bowser's fury outside of i guess the big thing is like that that over or ever looming presence of Bowser in the background, right? Um, it really does like increase the tension on, on a lot of the different shines you try to go get when you're like halfway through a, a, I don't want to say hard platforming section. Mario games aren't exactly known for their, their hard difficulty 3d ones at least. Um, but, but it, it takes a, a something you need to really be focused and precise on and just makes it even harder when there's just like Bowser's in there shooting lasers at you. I do wish there was more ways to kind of defend yourself from Bowser. You kind of just have to find like different crevices to hide in, which I think is good for the most part, but there's sometimes you just end up in situations where you don't have a crevice to hide in, or, you know, you're trying to get him to shoot those Bowser blocks on the side of a building. So he breaks them open so you can get whatever's inside usually a shine um and and it, it feels kind of weird that you just kind of have to eat the shot a lot of times like you're just you're just gonna get shot by bowser's blast and, and that's what's gonna happen um maybe i'm missing something maybe you can do something and i'm just not aware of it um i think you might be able to change in that uh like tanuki kind of statue thing although it's not the tanuki it's like the cat soup but with a bell instead so, so yeah, but I, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, you know, probably not worth the $60 if you already played Super Mario 3D World and don't have any plans to play that again. Um, but for, for being an additional item in a package, I think it's a, it's a, a really nice thing to kind of add value there, especially since I imagine a lot of people did buy 3D World on the Wii U. Um, I, I did not, so I get like the full value there. <laughs> Outside of the fact that I did play, um, through all of 3D World on, on, a, on my brother-in-law's Wii U, so. I don't know, but but I do think it's a it's a fun thing. It's just I wish I it was I wish it was easier to recommend it because I feel like there's always this caveat of like yes you should play it, but also it's attached to this other you know port that you may already have. So maybe also just wait for it to go on sale. But it's a Mario game, so is it ever going to go on sale? It topped the NPD charts for sure. Um, so probably not. <laughs> um, um, so 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 yeah. 
Um, and then one other thing I started up this week, and this is uh, replacing Overcooked as, as the multiplayer thing for for that one particular group right now. My, my group kind of splintered out into various groups. I always call it like the, the God Eater group, but it's really a bunch of different groups now. There's the group that plays Sanctum. There's the group that plays... Um, um, uh, we were playing Overcooked, now we're playing Portal Knights, and then, and then also there might be a third branch of the group forming that I don't know if I can keep up with. That's maybe too many video games for me in a week, co-op video games in a week, I should say. Um, I need to be able to focus on my own single-player stuff, <laughs> stuff potentially. Um, but, but Portal Knights, anyways. Um, the weird thing about Portal Knights with me is that if it, it is a Minecraft clone, essentially, except for it's a Minecraft clone with progression, similar to like a Dragon Quest Builders I would assume as somebody who has not played Dragon Quest Builders. Um, and, and essentially you, you, you know, go and you dig up your dirt and materials and you craft things and things like that. And then you go in these portals and, and they take you to different worlds. And each world has like a couple different portals you can go in that take you to another world or you can get treasure in that world or do quests and things like that. So, so it, it has a structure to it for sure. Um, it was a little weird cause I started up, uh, we, we jumped directly into my friend's world who he, he had already played up to like, I think level 15 or something like that. So you do get a tutorial if you start a new character in a no matter what um but the, the tutorial was kind of unclear of what i was doing and and i think i had kind of stopped the tutorial at some point because uh the friend i was playing with had the ability to progress us without me having to go do some tutorial things to progress essentially so so there's a lot of times that i was like kind of immensely confused at what was happening or not really sure what my next task should be there's there's a period really early on where i was just like uh i guess i need bones where do I get bones? I don't know. It's Minecraft dig. So I just would start digging and, and it, it, usually digging is setting myself up for failure in Minecraft because as far as I can tell, if you just go down there and start digging, you know, you can find stuff, but, uh, until you get like the decent materials to, to dig better, it's kind of probably not a great idea to just like burrow underground and try to, you know, go far as far down as you possibly can. Right. Um, you know, I say this as somebody who played Minecraft, like at this point, you know, 10 years ago, uh, probably. Um, and, and, and that was the only time I ever tried to play Minecraft. So, so I had that weird, like sense of being lost at the early part of portal bites. And I thought maybe I was like, Oh, well maybe this is just kind of a Minecraft thing. And since I'm not used to it, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but then I thought about it like, you know, th that tutorial was probably completed by my friend. And so therefore, I didn't really reading the tutorial. So I, I more, more or less was just dropped in and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And just started, started messing around, but um, yeah, it's fine. I think, I think maybe the one thing I, I kind of appreciate about it is, you know, the ability to just kind of, you know, abuse the world however you want through digging. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's some, some areas that are, that are exceptions, but for the most part, even like some of the dungeons that are like, Oh, this is like a really challenging dungeon that, that is going to, you know, put your skills to the test. I was able to just like dig behind the wall and just go around or dig through entire walls when they're like, Hey, you got to go around this big fire pit to get into this room. Like, how about if I just dig through the wall <laughs> and do that? And I kind of appreciate that they let me do that, but it's also kind of, you know, a little disappointing when you just, you know, if you're just digging. Um, one thing I was trying to do in, in the group was do dungeons and stuff like that. So I could get treasures because it seems like only you can only get like capes and, and rings through, through treasures chests. Uh, or at least as far as I can tell, it, it seems rare that you're able to craft them, at least with our stuff right now. Um, and 
it, it, <laughs> but, but, but once you have somebody with a compass that shows you how to get to the portal immediately, they usually don't do the dungeon. They'll just start drilling through to the, to the portal immediately and then set up the portal and go to the next world. And I, I found that a little disappointing because I, I, part of me wanted to like explore these little environments, go do their dungeons and things like that. Um, but by the end of it, we were just basically drilling through the earth down to the portal and then warping. And that was like all we saw of that area basically is like, okay, are there any quests here? Yes, no. Um, there's, there's this one interesting mechanic where you can kind of pick up NPCs and take them around with you. So you can be like, oh, here's a shopkeeper. I want this shopkeeper at my base. So you can tell them to come with you and they'll go into your inventory. You can go and drop them back in town. Um, I, I don't, I, I, I have no idea if that's like a thing in Minecraft or not. I, I really have not. I don't know anything about Minecraft. I don't know what a Minecraft is, uh, basically. <laughs> so, so it, this is all kind of somewhat new to me, other than the fact that you know I've seen people mess with it before. I haven't really had to interact with it myself. Um, but yeah, I had a good time for the most part. You know, we played a good chunk of time. I think it was uh, five hours or so. So, so we put a good amount of time into it, and, and I enjoyed it. Um, and the last thing I ended up playing was that laid-back camp VR. Uh, uh, <laughs> experience i guess you could say i actually streamed it um i, I was under the impression because the the description said something about using the switch joy cons for gyro support basically and it seems like that gyro support was probably for nintendo labo support so like if you put the joy cons in a cardboard box thing that you know labo has they have the vr set for the labo you can use the joy cons and i guess it will track your how your head movement is I, I i haven't ever used the labo vr and it's been so long that i don't remember how they actually function but my assumption based off how labo works is it probably is using a controller in the headset and then it basically you know will will determine how you're tilting your head and stuff based off that um so i was a little disappointed because i was expecting maybe more of a like center Kagura reflections kind of thing where you know i want to eat my soup and i'm gonna you know spoon my soup into my mouth using the joy con and, and it didn't really get that you just kind of look around um and as you if you look at something long enough uh the girl you're playing as will kind of talk and commentate about it um you know if you don't know what it is it's a it's based off a a anime called Layback camp or you do camp i think is what it's called um and and it it it, it is I, I, I don't know enough about layback camp and and you know i kind of <laughs> to some degree i have this expectation that any kind of anime game should give you enough information to understand a character and appreciate them to some degree um that is something i can say that sort of online has always done a decent job with uh, as much as it kind of in some ways kills some of the character momentum because like every game you play it's like oh Sinon's going to talk about how she had an internet stalker and she's going to tell you it for the fifth time now at this point, basically. Right. Um, and, and, and so, so to some degree it, that, that, that can be unhealthy. And I think there's better ways you can, you can approach that. Um, but, but in the case of this game, it, it, it seems to pretty much just drop you in like, you don't know who any of these people are. And honestly, it probably doesn't matter. It seems like most of the dialogue in this is pretty frivolous. Just people kind of looking at each other and being like, Oh, camping, huh? Mountains, camping, huh? Which honestly, based on what I've heard about Yudu Camp or Yudu whatever, uh, laid back camp, that's actually probably pretty accurate to the show. Just people being like, oh, camping, huh? Yeah, let's make some soup. Drink some soup. If you like that stuff, you can get into that. Go, go, go get into that. 
And that's pretty much it for gaming stuff. Um, um, one thing I have uh, got that I, I have not actually set up yet is I did get a new uh, shelf to set my consoles on. If I don't remember how much I talked about on the podcast, but I basically set up a cube shelf a while ago to put my consoles by my computer here because I run everything to my computer. I don't actually have a TV set up uh, anymore, at least right now. Um, and And so the cubes... I thought would be a good idea, except for the fact that most of my consoles are too big for them. So what ends up happening is I end up stacking all my consoles on top of my PS4, basically, um, because the only thing up here is the the PC98 and the PS4. And I'd rather put things on top of my PS4 than my PC98 at this point in my life, because PS4, I can probably get something new fairly easily and, and fix it if it needs to be. PC98, I'm terrified of anything happening to it. <laughs> so so it's, it, it's, it's not ideal. So I went ahead and bought a... Um, a I guess like entertainment center kind of thing where it's like, it's just one shelf in the center. And I think it might be like a divider in the middle as well to kind of give it support. Uh, I, I don't remember a hundred percent, but, but it's not just cubes. So I should be able to fit all my larger consoles down there. That's going to help for when we eventually get a PlayStation five or Xbox series X as well. I'm sure. Cause right now there's no space for those consoles in my, my cube area. <laughs> I could maybe like lay the Xbox Series X like face down and facing out, like put the fan forward, just like, you know, blow hot air straight out of my cubes. Um, so, but, but I haven't actually got the chance to set it up yet because it's actually going to require quite a bit of work probably. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of consoles set up right now, but I do have a lot of upscalers and, and, and sync combiners and other garbage back there for various things. And I'm gonna have to rewire all of that. Um, I'm also probably gonna have to move my PC a little bit too, because the shelf or the uh, the I guess entertainment center center shelf thing um, is also longer than my current cube shelf. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But it's been a long time coming. I wanted to do it earlier last year. I think I, th- I think I tried to order it over the holidays last year, but ended up running into the problem that I, uh, I got it from Ikea and they weren't shipping to my location at the time for some reason. So now they are shipping to my location. Um, so I was able to, to, uh, get it and, and we'll see. I, I don't, and I don't imagine me setting it up this weekend, but maybe throughout the week, I'll kind of piece it together. The problem is, is I have to, I have to do it all in one go actually because of the, uh, wiring situation so i would not be surprised if it just sits there until thursday and then after the stream friday i'll go ahead and start trying to piece it all together and then maybe saturday uh rewire everything um and and see how that goes so i don't know we'll see we'll see uh, in terms of news this week, uh, there's a couple stories that I was interested in. Specifically, uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 got a release date. It's coming out on July 9th, so I'm pretty excited about that. I have not been in the original Monster Hunter Stories, but I think we will try to push to at least start it before that that game comes out. Um, I, I'll probably just play it in private. I don't think I'll stream it or anything because I already have enough stuff planned for the stream um and monster Hunter stories one that is um and then monster Hunter stories two i i i'll pick i'll pick that up on release date even though i haven't finished it just because i i like monster Hunter stories one so much at least from what i've seen i played about maybe about 10 hours of it um and and really loved it so just need to get back to that it's also coming to pc as well actually um which is it maybe isn't that surprising i think monster Hunter rise is that, is that what it's called the new monster Hunter for switch 
uh, that's like an actual Monster Hunter rather than Monster Hunter Stories, the Pokemon JRPG thing. Uh, that's also coming to PC as well. So I'm assuming Nintendo just paid for Switch ex- exclusivity on those games rather than uh, our console ex- exclusivity rather than uh, than you know any platform. Um, I hope that means that Monster Hunter Stories One comes to to PC as well. There's a Android and iOS version of Monster Hunter Stories One, um, so so I feel like the port wouldn't be that hard. Although obviously you wouldn't want like a sloppy port either. So I don't know. I I, I don't know anything about porting that stuff, but I I feel like I always hear about mobile games going to Steam all the time. So. We'll see what happens. I think if I get started on 3DS, I'll just stick with 3DS. I don't I don't think I'll plan to ever restart again if they, you know, release an HD version while I mid uh, the 3DS version. But that is a nice looking game. And I think HD graphics do it like a, a, a lot of a lot of good. It's like kind of like a Skyward Sword situation where the resolution on the 3DS is just not quite up to displaying that game as well as it could look but it does you know on an original 3ds especially look great on like a smaller screen for sure so so yeah um so i'm pretty excited about that square enix also announced that they're doing a square enix presents in march or so actually by the time you're hearing this in in like three days um, I'm not sure why everybody's doing their events in March this year. It seems so so strange to me because I think last year everything was around E3 time in May. So I'm not sure why all this stuff is is piling out, but I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, after after it happens. The one big thing I'm looking forward to seeing is Battle and Wonderworld. That is listed on the actual schedule. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think the big thing people are wondering is like, is it going to get delayed? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed, but also at the same time, it is so close to launch that, that I, I wonder if they would delay it. Um, because I think by the time that event happens, Battle and Wonder World would be set up to launch in like within a week or two. Uh, I think less than two weeks at the very least. So I know people were pretty upset about that Battle and Wonder World demo though. So I, I can't blame them too much for wanting to, to get that game delayed a bit. But I, I enjoyed what I played of it, to be honest with you. So. Uh, I am, I, I'm generally pretty happy with it. I will probably pick it up, but I'm a little worried that I won't actually put time into it in the short term. Uh, I, I have been mainly, you know, chugging along pretty slow. Um, if it's not super obvious, I'm very tired right now. (laughs) Um, because I I actually went really hard on, on editing the disaster day of crisis video. Obviously this is like a post, uh, content discussion. I'll, I'll hold off what the actual details of the disaster day of or Disaster Day of Crisis video um, um, uh, towards the end of the podcast. But <laughs> I just uh, wonder if I'll be able to find the time to to play that in the near future. I'll, I'll probably wait to see, you know, how long it takes to beat. And and if it's if it's not very long, I'll probably put my time into it. Similar to like Bowser's Fury. I just like looked at it as like, this is so short that I, I, I might as well finish it kind of thing. Um, actually got a Wadham as well recently. I purchased that and, and that's kind of the same deal. It's like so short, I should just sit down and play it. Um, I thought about playing it today, but um, we'll see. I'm I'm pretty tired today, so I don't know if I want to play a game like that um, um, while I'm while I'm struggling to stay awake. Uh, and then there's also the announcement of a Sinergura Neptunia crossover. Uh, I'm gonna try to say this whole name. It's Nin Nin Ninja Tyson Neptune 
Shoujo Tachi no Kyoen. I don't know if that's Neptune or Neptune, and I just typoed it. I'm going to guess I typoed it, so let's just say it's Nin Nin Ninja Tyson Neptune. <laughs> um, although, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to put, like, Neptune in their title for some reason. Um, but yeah, this is like a, a third-person hack-and-slash kind of game. Uh, looks, honestly, a lot more similar to what I expect out of a, a Sinner Kagura game. Although, as far as I can tell, it's probably being made by Compile Heart. Um, the reason why I say so is because all the copyrights at the end did not include Honey Parade games. And if you go back and look at like the Sinner Kagura 7 trail or yeah, initial trailer that included Honey Parade games in that copyright. Um, I, I couldn't find the original Peach Beach Splash, or not Peach Beach Splash, sorry, uh, Sinner Kagura, no, yeah, yeah. Jet Girls uh, uh, trailer to see if that had a, a Honey Parade copyright. So maybe it's just a weird thing where they didn't include them on the, the copyright for some reason. But I expect if they were working on that game, they would, they would include it. I honestly, it's one of those weird things. I honestly don't know if I'm interested in Sinner Kagura that much. I'm more interested in the fact that Sinner Kagura 7 was announced like four years ago at this point and has not come out. And the fact that they're like, hey, new Sinner Kagura, also it's a Compile Heart game probably. <laughs> like, 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 what what in the world is going on with Sinner Kagura? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I should play a real Sinner Kagura someday, but uh, not today. I, I'll continue to just like my weird uh, water gun games that they that developer continues to put out, or at least has put out two of. And maybe more in the future. We'll see. I'm guessing Jet Girls did not do great, but I don't know. Who can say? I would imagine Peach Peach Splash didn't do great either, yet they made Jet Girls, which is kind of based off similar, uh, I don't want to say concept, but um, the design and kind of the type of market it would appeal to is maybe somewhat similar, outside of the fact that it wasn't Sinergura. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think that's coming out, uh, I think they said later this year, maybe. I know they're at least uh, announcing more in like a magazine in the, in the next coming coming months. Um, so so we'll see. I, I saw Silicon Canera put up like a review as well for that Nep Neptunia. What's it called? The U.S. name was... I forget the U.S. name. The the VVVTunia was the, the Japanese name, though. They put up a review of that and pretty harsh on it, it sounds like, for the most part. Just like, hey, the combat in this game is pretty dull. Which, you know, honestly, I've looked at that combat and that game was like, yeah, it looks pretty dull. But <laughs> but it has third-person shooting elements. And anytime, like, anytime a Japanese developer is like, we're going to make a third-person or first-person shooter or put those elements in our games, I'm like, yeah, let me see more of that. I want to I want to take a look at that. <laughs> so that's just one of my weird interests, I guess. So anyways, that's it for this week. Thanks for coming. OneControlPort.com is the website. Um, if I seemed really tired this week, I'm, 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 I apologize. I am very tired. Um, so, so hopefully I will be able to rest tonight, feel good and be ready for the week. Um, in terms of casual reviews, uh, I don't think I'll have a casual review up this week, but I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, uh, post it up. Um, if, if, if I do, I have the audio edited for it. So it's just a matter of like re-editing or rather I have the audio recorded for it. I don't think I edited the audio itself yet. So it's a matter of editing the audio and editing the video together. Some of those probably wouldn't take that long. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to see, um, how I'm feeling <laughs> at least after today. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any plans for today at the very least. Um, and then the, uh, disaster day of crisis video I mentioned earlier, I pretty much finished editing that. There's a couple of changes I want to make, I think. Um, um, and so to kind of, kind of clear up some information in there, but if you don't know what that is, basically it's a comparison of the voice acting for disaster day of crisis between Japan and Europe. And you might be saying, 
Ben, you don't know Japanese. Why would you do that? Well, the Japanese voice track is in English, and it's also by the exact same voice actors. So it's kind of a weird situation. So so, so the, the video is basically comparing and contrasting those two different scripts and, and kind of theorizing what I think they're trying to address in the script um, um, because there, there's a lot of information out there other than the fact that the script was changed and and then I don't think anyone's really archived anything beyond uh, a couple of key key bits of information like the fact that like surge was renamed or storm was renamed to surge and, and and things like that um i also did a a stream uh over this weekend for yamafuda which is a, a dojin card game that you you use cards to fight spirits you hike up a mountain um it was kind of a fun little thing we played it only for like you know 20 25 minutes i broke off the stream on its own but it's also in that uh uh, laid back camp VR stream. If you just want to watch that whole thing, you can, you can watch it in there. I was originally like removing those sections from those streams, but at some point I was like, well, I kind of talk about the later stream stuff in that stream. So maybe it just makes sense to leave it in. So unless YouTube like, like knocks me down and is like, Hey, you've got duplicate content on your channel or something. I think I'll probably just leave it as is to be honest and just keep cutting it out and then, and leaving the original video with with everything in it essentially. Uh, and this week we're going to go ahead and start up quest 64 because I, I did not get my capture card information back. So I don't really know when it's coming. I, I had a mistake. I saw the international shipping was two weeks. And for some reason, my brain took that as like, Oh, it's two weeks to get the capture card, uh, you know, built out and returned. Not that I'm upset or anything. Two weeks seems like a very short period of time for that. So I was kind of surprised, uh, but no, it's two weeks to ship you know, internationally out essentially. So uh, I, I looked at the, the forums for Loopy a little bit and it seems like the people in there said uh, about a month is, is pretty reasonable time to wait, a month or two. So so I'll keep an eye out on it, follow up if I if it feels really necessary. And then hopefully we'll play some uh, Phantom Joker. Is that what it's called? Kaito Joker? I imagine Kaito is just Phantom, but I, I don't know. I, I actually don't know what the world, word Kaito means. Uh, so... I'm sure it's easy enough. I could look it up if I really was really wanted to and was really curious. But but like I was saying, Quest 64, that is what we are we are doing in the short term. Um, so we already tried to do it in the past and I had some issues, but I replaced my Nintendo 64 hardware. So hopefully we'll not have issues and we can go ahead and play through that. I expect that to probably take about a month probably. So so we'll see how that goes. Anyways, that's it for this week. Thanks for coming. OneControlPort.com is the website and I hope you have a great week. Bye.